The Soccer Gambling Podcast is presented by Winbet. Winbet is now live in Arizona, Colorado, Indiana, Louisiana, Michigan, New Jersey, New York, Tennessee, and Virginia. From boosted same-game parlays to in-game odds in every major sport, Winbet has what you need to win. Sign up today, bet $100, and get a $100 free bet at sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash winbet. That's sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash W-Y-N-N-B-E-T. State restrictions do apply. We're also brought to you by our mini helmet contest. The SGP mini helmets are now in the store and we're giving one away for free. Just go to sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash helmet. That's sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash helmet. And finally, Football Bingo is back. This time for the NFL Christmas Day slate. Free to play and every bingo gets a $100 SGPN gift card. Exclusively on the SGPN app. Ronaldo, it, it's over. Yeah, it'd be surprising to see him at another major tournament for Portugal. Yeah, it's disappointing the way it's ended. It, you saw scenes on the telly with him crying, going down the tunnel because he probably thinks maybe this could be his last World Cup. So yeah, that could be the end playing for his country. And Cristiano Ronaldo is up there with the best of all yes. ever time. Yeah. But I just think it's time now with that international. He sees emotions. Yeah, I think. He yeah, knows he's the end. And if it is his last game for Portugal, he yeah. finishes on 196 caps. Wow. The World Cup dream does come to an end, uh, but we just saw those images of Cristiano Ronaldo uh, heading directly into the tunnel and just sobbing. And I think that really uh, is an image that's going to hit Portuguese fans very, very hard. Uh, this era has come to an end. We knew heading into this tournament that this would be Cristiano Ronaldo's last World Cup. Uh, and I think I speak for all Portuguese fans. I hope I do. Uh, when you say two words, thank you. Thank you for bringing Portugal to the level that uh, this Portuguese federation currently is at. Thank you for giving Portuguese fans uh, the ability to dream in the way that we now do. Thank you for smashing goal records and appearance records as you just did today, equaling uh, the all-time international appearance record and, and I think it's quite beautiful honestly that he did it today uh, coming off the bench I think that really does tell the story Gonzalo Montiel in one kick of the ball's time he can make his country champions of the football world means the world to Messi to Argentina to South America it is the moment that means Argentina Campeon del Mundo Champions of the world's greatest game
Rumors of Ronaldo joining one of the Saudi Arabian clubs, all Nasser began to be heard at the end of last November. Then, in early December, Ronaldo began to show interest in joining. Ronaldo's decision was inseparable from two things. Firstly, due to economic factors, because the salary offer is fantastic. His contract at all Nasser is reported to be 200 million euros per season. Second, because there were no offers from European clubs. Reports say Ronaldo will stay in Saudi Arabia until 2030. He will not only have a contract with Al Nasser, but also with the government of Saudi Arabia. Ronaldo is reportedly set to sign a two-and-a-half-year contract at all Nasser. In addition, Ronaldo also has a contract with the government of Saudi Arabia until 2030 to become ambassador. You are listening to Bet MUFC. That's Bet MUFC, not Ronaldo FC here on the Soccer Gambling Podcast. You can follow the Twitter account for BetMUFC, at BetMUFC. That's at BetMUFC. You can follow the Soccer Gambling Podcast. It's at SGP Soccer. That's at SGP Soccer. The Sports Gambling Podcast Network, at the SGP Network. That's at the SGP Network. And finally, my Twitter account, LockBettingCom. That's at LockBettingCom. The pin tweet at the at LockBettingCom Twitter account is the PL for the previous month, which was the month of November for LockBetting.com. And that was a month that delivered the 114th month in a row of Transparent Track Profit. And we'll be posting the PL for the month of December in a week's time. And that is guaranteed to be the 115th month of Transparent Track Profit because we absolutely blasted this recent World Cup, particularly with our futures picks. And we have 10 winning weeks out of 15 so far in the NFL this season. So moving on with this edition of BetMUFC or Ronaldo FC, it looks like Cristiano Ronaldo's career is done and he is going to retire in Saudi Arabia, but he's going to pick up a cool $1 billion to do so. What is the truth about other clubs making offers for you? Some people have said there were no offers at all. I happen to know that there was a gigantic one from Saudi Arabia. I mean, for example? Like 350 million euros for two seasons, is that? Because true, yes, it's I mean, true. That's a staggering sum of money, Yes, which you turned down. In that moment, yes. Yeah, how times have changed since then. What's interesting, again, I put that audio clip in because it was so staged. This interview was so planned and choreographed where Ronaldo says to him here, for example... And uh, that's not even the right word. And then Piers Morgan comes out with the figure, which Ronaldo wanted everybody to know. He wanted everybody to know what a great guy he was and how committed he was to top flight football and how he wasn't about the money, which was actually Piers Morgan's next sentence and how he was more interested in his legacy and top flight football. And he probably is, but those clubs aren't knocking on the door for him now after how he's performed at Man United, how he's acted at Man United and how he's performed and how he's acted at the World Cup as well. And I'm not talking about the tears at the end of the game. That was actually quite sad. That was quite sad for everybody, whether you like Ronaldo, whether you don't like Ronaldo, whether you're somebody that's on the fence, whether you're a huge Ronaldo fan who's been massively let down by how he's acted and how he's tarnished his legacy um, over the last few months, which is the camp that I'm in. It was still sad to see. But in saying that, I do think there has been a massive overreaction. When you do this kind of job, when you do this kind of podcast, you have to remain balanced. That's why when we produce the podcast every week and I have to give out my picks, I don't take 
Manchester United week after week after week after week after week to win. I don't take Manchester United to win constantly. It's true. Yes, it's true. Very often I actually pick against my team, even though it's not what I want to see happen. I'm going against what I want to see. I'm even going against something that I have bet on because I won't bet against my own team. But my priority is you guys. My priority is my clients. My priority is my listeners and to deliver the right picks and a profit for you guys on every single show. So I think I'm balanced. I think I've done a good job at being balanced. I think I have a I have a good sense of being sensible about not overreacting to things and not having a recency bias. And I don't believe I'm one of the people who have overreacted to what Ronaldo has done. Has he damaged his legacy with the way he's finishing off things in, in, in terms of his performances and doing this controversial interview with Piers Morgan? Yeah, 100%. He's damaged his legacy. When we talk about Cristiano Ronaldo in five or ten years' time, forever, we will talk about the end of his career, the tears at the World Cup, which were actually sad um, for, for everybody, I think, but also the, the poor performances, just two goals in the Europa League, the fact he couldn't get his way into the Manchester United team, the fact that both Man United and Juventus went backwards, the fact that Portugal had to drop him and there was a reaction to that as well. All of this will factor into the end of his career. But to go into this World Cup and to say that if Ronaldo can win it, he can still solidify himself as the GOAT. Or if Messi can win it, he can solidify himself as the GOAT. And now for Ronaldo to fail and for Messi to succeed and to suddenly have Messi as the outright number one player, the undisputed GOAT, which will never be undisputed. It'll always be disputed by somebody. Ronaldo fans will still argue for him being the GOAT. But to now have Ronaldo not in your top two, not in your top four, not in your top five, not in your top six, some people not in their top ten... I just think that we all need to get, I just think, my message is, let's get ridiculous. 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 This man is seriously delusional. Yeah, that pretty much sums up your average Twitter user. In fact, I actually saw one very reputable website putting Ronaldo in eighth place all time. That's absolutely ridiculous. That's an overreaction. That's recency bias. That's catering to the masses, to the sheep who are going along with this narrative. Look, you cannot take away what Ronaldo has done. You cannot take away his Champions Leagues. You cannot take away his Ballon d'Ors. You cannot take away his goals, his his trophies. You can't take any of this away. This player was up there. He's had the most phenomenal career that you can possibly imagine from Man United to Real Madrid, even to Juventus, where he did win the Serie A title. So he was a player who was neck and neck with Messi at times ahead of Messi. Ronaldo had a string of Ballon d'Ors in a row where it looked like he would overtake Messi. In fact, cast your mind back, it was only 12 months ago we were talking about how Cristiano Ronaldo was carrying Manchester United en route to his 24-goal season and how Messi was finished, how Messi needed to be playing at Barcelona, how he had failed at PSG, how he needed everything at Barcelona around him and he could only tick in the Barcelona system where everything was catered towards Messi. I saw this take going around a lot. Now, suddenly, 
He's carried carried a fairly average group of players. I think as a group, this Argentina team were average. They have one or two world-class players, but certainly not the best team to ever win a World Cup. But they do have the best player, possibly the best player of all time. And he carried this team. This is the, the main difference between Messi and Ronaldo. We saw the team wanting to play for Messi. We saw the team wanting to die for Messi. We saw no issues with Messi holding the World Cup the whole time after this. On the on the bus parade that we saw, they were happy for Messi to have the trophy. It was for Messi. It was for Argentina, yes. It was for their country, yes. But it was also for Messi. I've never seen a team more single-mindedly play for a single player than Argentina and the way that these players were invested in Messi. Some of them actually grew up with Messi. We saw the the letter that's out on social media from Fernandez that was written for Messi. That was his hero and he got to play for his hero. These players wanted to die for Messi and that's the difference. I don't think Ronaldo as a character, has ever brought that out in his teammates. And that's not really a a massive flaw. That just, I think, demonstrates one of the differences between the two, whereas Messi's more of this team player. And you can see that in terms of the the videos that are out. There's no doubt about it. Messi's more of a team player. He fits more into a team, whereas Ronaldo's more of an individual. But it's the differences that made the rivalry so special over the years. The different kinds of goals, the different types of players they were, the different types of people. Ronaldo, obviously the poster boy, Messi, kind of your your normal kid from the streets, just a normal guy who who made it with phenomenal God given talent. It was the differences that made them that made them stand out. And over the course of time, when you have people that are so different, it's it's very um, it's very easy to to make one the good guy and one the bad guy because obviously when things are very different in this world. You have a good and you have an evil. You can't just have two goods that are just very, very different, which is how I see it. But that's the case for me with, with Ronaldo and Messi. And now I think as as a result of winning the World Cup, Messi has edged ahead and that's what he's done. And Ronaldo's not going to catch up. Ronaldo's moving to Saudi Arabia. So it's done. Messi has edged ahead and that's the end of it. As far as I'm concerned, Messi is the GOAT. Um, I always had Maradona at number one. For those guys that have listened to my podcast, for those guys that have, have, have seen pictures of my apartment, I've always had Maradona as my number one because I felt like Messi needed to win the World Cup to be in the same conversation with him. And I think now that he's done that and has almost equally carried this team to a World Cup the way Maradona did in 86, I believe that Messi, as a result of his club career, And I'm always a person who roots for the the type of player and the type of person that Maradona was. Obviously, he had that um, attachment to the the, the gang style, the gang lifestyle, the the drugs, the women. I always liked that in my sports people. I always liked that edge. I always liked them to have that edge. I'll always root for that type of sports person. I'll always root for um, for, for Nick Kyrgios to do well, for example, as, as as as, as a tennis player in tennis grand slams. So I always prefer Maradona for that reason. But you cannot argue with the fact that both players have now won the World Cup and Messi has a significantly better club career. So for me, it's Messi one, uh, it's Maradona two, but Cristiano Ronaldo is not out of the top five. For me, he sits there in third place ahead of Pelé because Ronaldo did uh, help Portugal win that Euros and whilst he didn't have World Cups, Pelé for me doesn't have the club career. He has a lot of goals in Brazil a lot of disputed statistics about how many goals he's actually scored. 
in the 1962 World Cup, Pele was injured and Brazil still managed to manage without him and to win the World Cup. If uh, Portugal lost Cristiano Ronaldo at his peak, they wouldn't have a chance in a major tournament. If Argentina lost Messi at any point, even for any game in this tournament, they probably wouldn't have won. So they definitely wouldn't have won the final. Let's put it that way. So for me... I don't think Pele was anywhere near as significant as these players. Was he the best of his time? Yes. Does he stand up to Messi, Ronaldo and Maradona? No. For me, Pele sits in fourth place. And because I've watched him, and this may be my recency bias, putting um, Zinazine Zidane fifth. But I put Zinazine Zidane fifth ahead of Cruyff ahead of Beckenbauer, ahead of others like George Best that people will argue for. But for me, I've seen Zidane and I put Zidane in my top five. So that's my top five. I'm not making any kind of overreaction where Ronaldo isn't in this top five. For me, he was neck and neck with Messi the whole time. But I also had my own neck and neck race going on between um, Maradona and Messi where I thought to myself that if Messi was able to equal what Maradona did in 86, and then you take his club career and put it alongside Maradona's, and that's to Maradona's detriment. Yes, Maradona carried Napoli to two titles. Maradona, um, before before Maradona arrived at Napoli, they were nowhere near doing that. They were not title contenders. They were a bottom half team in Italy before Maradona got there and we haven't seen Messi have that kind of influence which is why we even put Maradona in the conversation and we've certainly not seen Ronaldo go to any club and carry them in fact in recent years we've seen Ronaldo take clubs in a downward trajectory when you're looking at Juventus and Man United whereas Maradona he lifted a very average club to two Serie A titles and for me the way he lifted that average team in 86 and the way he lifted Napoli, I think between those, between that time of um, 1984 to 1990, I would say during that period, Maradona is the greatest of all time, but he doesn't have the longevity of Messi. So I put Messi ahead of him and Cristiano Ronaldo has never single-handedly ca- uh, carried anybody. Uh, people will say that he carried Manchester United last season. Well, he was getting the vast majority of the goals but it took goals away from other players in the team where Ronaldo became that focal point and Manchester United largely had to play for him. And for that reason, I have Ronaldo at third. I don't think that's an overreaction. I think that's just about right. And I think people that are saying Ronaldo who, that Ronaldo is any lower than this and that uh, there's no comparison at all, you can make comparisons between all of these players in my top three. In fact, you can even still involve Pelé in the conversation just because I... Don't um, put Pele's accomplishments uh, in, in this, on the same level as Messi, Ronaldo and even Maradona. Uh, just because I don't see Pele as that player. Don't, don't, don't discount the fact that I've never seen Pele play live. I've never seen Pele play in person. Pele wasn't in my era. And even though you try to not have that recency bias, you cannot help recency bias creeping in. And I'm sure when Pele inevitably passes in the next 12 to 18 months uh, because obviously we know he's in the late stages of colon cancer he will be referred to as the greatest of all time and for um, a few months what during the time of his passing and, and for a few months afterwards he'll he'll be he'll be referred to as the greatest of all time and 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 people will formulate a narrative because he passed and because he's the the recent the most recent player to pass uh, among those greats they will say once again he is the greatest much like they did when when Maradona died when Maradona died 
He was the undisputed GOAT of football for a couple of weeks. That is the media. That is social media. That is people. Um, you cannot you cannot get away from that. Recency bias is going to come in. But I think in looking at the looking at things the way I have done in, in the last few minutes, analysing that, I believe that discounts the recency bias. And I do believe that is an accurate reflection, at least in my opinion, as to where everybody sits in that GOAT conversation. So what's next for Ronaldo? He's going to move to Saudi Arabia. Um, I'm sure at that level of competition, he'll be able to to score goals and uh, he'll be able to retire happy with another $1 billion. So as sad as it was to see him crying, and I genuinely do believe, I genuinely do believe that despite the fact that comment in the Piers Morgan interview was quite clearly shoehorned in, and he wanted you to know he is a legacy player over money. I do believe that Ronaldo is a legacy player. And I do believe it would have hurt him to not win the World Cup. And I do believe it would have hurt him to see Messi lifting the World Cup. So Ronaldo's going to go on to Saudi Arabia. What does it mean for Manchester United? Well, we saw Manchester United's first game without Cristiano Ronaldo. And we saw games that Man United have played this season without Cristiano Ronaldo as well. They're going to be absolutely fine. Without him in the team, they've already beaten Liverpool, Arsenal and Tottenham so far this season. They've looked better with him in in every single game he's not played in. I believe we would have won ourselves our Europa League group had we not had to try and shoehorn Ronaldo in as much as we did. An out-of-form Ronaldo, a Ronaldo who was lacking confidence, a Ronaldo who was still reeling from from all the pre-season nonsense and wanting to go and, and having to stay no matter what he says. And uh, that ended up costing us the, the Europa League group, which now subsequently means we have to play Barcelona. I'm not afraid to play Barcelona. I don't think Barcelona are as good as, as some people do. And if you want to win a competition, you need to beat as many teams as possible. If we go out early, for me, that's better than going out in the in the semifinals or whatnot and, and wasting energy in this competition Let's just get Barcelona out early if we can and then give ourselves a real chance of winning it, knocking out the favourites in the in the, in the the playoff round. If we don't do it, if we do go out to Barcelona, good, then we can primarily focus on the other competitions that we're in. It looks like we're in a good position to get ourselves to a League Cup final. We have Charlton in the quarterfinal. That's a very, very winnable game at home. I expect us to win that and to get ourselves into the two-legged semi-final. If we can avoid Manchester City, we're in a very good position to go ourselves into a cup final in Eric Ten Hag's first season. So if we can get into that cup final, if we can have a run in the FA Cup, if we can somehow get past Barcelona, if we can get into the top four this season, that would be a very, very good season. If you'd offered me one cup final appearance and uh, a place in the top four at the start of the season, I would have absolutely taken it. So just because Eric Ten Hag has made a good start to the season, I don't think people can suddenly start raising the bar and raising their expectations. The Ronaldo issue has been dealt with. Was it dealt with the way that people imagined? No, ideally... We'd have liked to have seen him um, transition into a bit part player. I'd have liked to have seen more acceptance from Ronaldo. I'd have liked to have seen Ronaldo still putting the ball in the back of the net. If Ronaldo could have performed in the Europa League, I think that would have been a positive. He could have been a positive force carrying us in that competition to another potential trophy. But it didn't work out. It's not Ten Hag's fault that Ronaldo only scored two goals in the Europa League. That's unacceptable for a player that's done what Ronaldo's done over the years. And I do think... 
there is a mental element to it because I don't think you can suddenly, yes, the, the style of play didn't suit Manchester United last season. We had to change from what Ole Gunnar Solskjaer did in the previous seasons that got a second to having to accommodate Ronaldo and ultimately that sort of dropped down the table. But that didn't, that didn't suit us. But this is still a player banging a hat-trick against Norwich and still a player who banged in a hat-trick against Spurs. And this is still a player who is carrying us in the Champions League in the group stage that got us through to the, to the, to the game that we exited against Atletico Madrid. So there is obviously a mental element where there is something mentally wrong with Cristiano Ronaldo. And you can't forget that one of his twin children died at birth. So that's that's probably playing on his mind and that's that's coupled with the with the poor form. So at some point I do think we'll see a better version of Ronaldo, but obviously we won't know if Ronaldo's actually improving or whether it's the step down in competition in the Saudi Saudi league. I guess it's the the real barometer is going to be if he continues to play international football he's in 196 caps. I don't expect him to get to another World Cup. But I do expect him to make himself available to play in the European Championships of Portugal. He did not announce his international retirement or anything like that. It was the media that were doing that for him. So I do expect him to play. And if we see a Ronaldo who finds it easy in the Saudi league and who's banging in goals left and right, that's automatically going to raise his mood. That's automatically going to raise his confidence. Um, That's automatically going to result in that fucking moron, Piers Morgan, coming onto Twitter and saying that Ronaldo was the GOAT and we were all wrong because he's scoring in the Saudi league. But I do believe that boost in confidence will result in him still being picked for Portugal and he will be able to score a few more goals on the international stage. Will he make it to another World Cup? No. Will he even be the first choice? Probably not because we saw him get replaced by a player in in Ramos who scored a hat-trick. But I still do believe that Cristiano Cristiano Ronaldo will continue to score more goals. And uh, I still believe that we will see a better version of Ronaldo in the future. And people who are Ronaldo fanatics will still argue, and they will always argue, that Ronaldo is the GOAT and Messi isn't. And that Ronaldo-Messi debate will rage on. Obviously, for me, with Ronaldo playing in Saudi Arabia... And with Messi winning the World Cup, it's done. Messi is the GOAT. Messi's career is ahead of Ronaldo's. I think that's going to be solidified by Messi winning the next Ballon d'Or as well. Off the back of winning this World Cup, that that next Ballon d'Or is absolutely going to clinch it for me. Not that the Ballon d'Or means too much because it is a very, very controversial reward. You can argue that several Ballon d'Ors should have gone to different players when you're looking at the likes of Modric's one should have been won by Ronaldo. Um, Thierry Henry should have won instead of Nedved. Uh, Wesley Schneider should have won back in 2010. You can make all these arguments for the Ballon d'Or, but I think statistically to have that Ballon d'Or again for Messi will absolutely solidify him as the greatest player of the era and possibly the greatest of all time. That debate will rage on. And don't forget, we could see a situation where Messi drops out of top European football and he decides to make a move, maybe to Saudi Arabia, maybe to the MLS, and maybe he'll receive criticism for doing so. Maybe Ronaldo is much more impactful in Saudi Arabia than Messi is when they're 
maybe playing in the same league or maybe Ronaldo's more impactful in Saudi than than Messi is when he goes to the MLS or maybe Messi goes to the MLS and absolutely lights it up and adds even more weight to his legacy. We just don't know what the future holds. But as far as I'm concerned, the conversation is over. Ronaldo's in Saudi Arabia and Lionel Messi lifted the World Cup last weekend and Lionel Messi is now established as the GOAT. As for Manchester United, we are in a better position moving forward. We are planning for the future. There was no future with a 38-year-old centre-forward and having to build the team around him. And now we can build around those Real pillars in our team, the likes of Marcus Rashford, who we need to tie down to a new contract, the likes of Luke Shaw and Diego Dallo and Bruno Fernandes. These are players that are going to be there for a long, long time. I'm not expecting incredible longevity from Rafa Varane and David De Gea and Casemiro, but these players are key to gel everything together. Their experience gels everything together. They're not 38-year-olds. They're they're players in their early 30s or late 20s that are going to be key. They're world-class acquisitions that will bond together along with the future, the likes, as I said, of of, of Anthony and, and Rashford, all of these top players who are performing so far this season. I think the only thing Manchester United are missing is the striker, is a number nine. Obviously, we're being linked to Cody Gakpo. I'm not sure that Cody Gakpo is our answer as a number nine. And um, I'll talk more about that on the next episode of Bet MUFC because we are about to go long here. So on the next episode, I will talk about Cody Gakpo. I will talk about the potential sale of the club as the Glazers have put us up for sale. And I will talk about what I expect Manchester United to do for the rest of the season. And when we do that, we will look at the futures markets and the prices for what Manchester United are expected to do in each individual competition. So make sure you check that episode out. It will also feature a preview of Manchester United's first game back, which will be the home game against Nottingham Forest. So until then, good luck with all of your bets as always, guys. And thanks for listening.